Episode 206 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. The Wichita State University Center for Economic Development and Business Research has a new employment forecast for the Wichita area, and the outlook is positive. Director Jeremy Hill joins me to talk about that employment forecast for 2021 and bring us up to date on some other research at the center, including teachers, household income, construction costs, even the supply chain. The center's churning out some really good, useful research. We'll talk to Jeremy in a moment. First, let me fill you in on the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The Business Journal honors the financial experts in the C-suite. We presented our virtual CFO awards on Thursday. We recognized 20 Wichita area CFOs for their achievements, and we profile each of them in the weekly edition. We also feature three experts who have been added to the CFO Hall of Fame. Our coverage begins on page 11. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Katie Woods. She's the new Director of Marketing and Community Engagement for the Wichita Wind Surge baseball team. That's on page 36. This week's list, Wichita Area Physician Group Practices. That's on page 6. Our mission is to provide you with business intelligence you can use to grow your business. Every week we publish our leads section. You'll find bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 32. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, Jeremy Hill has been director of the WSU Center for Economic Development and Business Research since 2009. He joins us again on the podcast. Jeremy, thanks for being here. You've just released a revised forecast on uh, employment in the Wichita area for 2021. Can you kind of bring us up to date on that? Right. Well, we do our forecast in October, revise it in January, and then do another revision. And that's what we got to. I will say the biggest thing on here is we have a lot more clarity on what we should expect for the rest of the year, which which improved our overall forecast for most areas. And for Wichita, it just tightens up our expectations of what we think will happen this next year, which is growth, just not the growth we really probably would want. What were those numbers and what are the new numbers that we're looking at? Actually, overall, when I look at our forecast, it's not just for Kansas, Wichita, Topeka, um, in Kansas City, our forecast hasn't changed too much. It just really have it improved for Kansas City and Kansas, and for Wichita, it's it's bounced up and down around that 0.6% growth, which is similar to what we've had for the last several years. Is 0.6%? It's just we are still down. We should people who are listening should understand that we are still down uh, from our previous peak in the Wichita market. Quite a bit. Of course, we had to fight the uh, pandemic and the grounding of the 737 MAX and everything that happened there. I would imagine what's driving the Wichita numbers is certainly aviation manufacturing, right? 
Absolutely. So in our forecasts, we have aerospace manufacturing improving. Uh, there may be some reasons why we've underestimated that growth, uh, just because of the long lead times of normal stuff. Um, it's improving, it's just not improving enough that would really drive the overall growth for the Wichita economy to see the rebound that we're seeing in Kansas City. What are some of the er other areas uh, that you're seeing, some of the other parts of the economy that maybe uh, might be picking up here in, in 2021? Well, there are really two areas, and they're both stemmed from the changes in policies, opening up markets, feeling more confident, and all this savings and cash in our hands. Part of that is stimulus, part of it's just savings over this last year. And those two big sectors are retail trade and the service sector, right? We've been cooped up at home or ready to come out and be very engaged in the market. We've actually kept that forecast from back in last year in January. We thought this end of first quarter, second quarter would be a real bounce to the economy. And that's where we see it. So retail trade should continue to grow. And the biggest growth is that growth in the service sector. And services includes food services. It includes other services that you might have foregone this last year because you didn't want to be engaged out in the public. So those are going to come back. Pent up demand is a good thing right now to get people into restaurants and stores and things like that, right? Absolutely. Way to think of this pent up demand, our savings rate, when you take your income, it has gotten up to around 13.9% recently, which is high over the last decade. But in March, it went over 27%. So 27% of what you earned went to savings, right? So you've got households in general in Kansas and the nation have cash just sitting there ready to go spend. Talk about your, your, your methods of, of going about your research I know it's not Jeremy, the only one who's looking at the data, looking over spreadsheets and things like that. How many other folks do you have researching and, and talk about how you gather the information for your forecasts? Yep. We have one other person in the office who runs a model. It's a, an econometric model. He pulls all these variables in uh, at the national level, on the state level to kind of run this. But although we did that and we ran a forecast for the different economies, we actually have to de depend on experts across the state and within different sectors. So in particular, aerospace, we had to go and make phone calls to some of our leaders in aerospace to say, what do you expect in Textron? What do we expect for hiring? Is there um, issues with hiring right now and that might prevent you or is there supply chain issues? So we'll go through a broader network outside of our office to make sure when we produce a number, does it make sense? Do we need to make adjustments based on knowledge that we might have of reopening up a market or uh, new investments? And so we'll, we'll make adjustments based on that broader knowledge. And of course, back on aerospace, when we when we thought of aerospace in, and aviation in Wichita, we thought of, boy, commercial is booming and business jets, we hope, will come back. Now it's sort of switched in, in the Wichita area, hasn't it? Uh, commercial uh, production has been down, but business jet uh, production is kind of optimistic for the next couple of years. Well, you know, it's interesting, not the center. Those people who really get into the forecast of aviation, uh, business jets has always been on that, oh, they should come back. They should come back for a decade. And we're now at a point where business jets really do look good and we're seeing that demand. Um, so that's, that is good news. It will bring back the core sector of the Wichita economy that you know, we've had a long history for, uh, you know, how many jobs is the question. 
and, and that's one that we couldn't quite pin down. As I said a few minutes ago, it could be that they could create a lot more jobs than our model is trying to predict. I follow you on LinkedIn. You post a lot of results on your LinkedIn page. So I'll just plug your LinkedIn page at this point uh, for listeners to go follow Jeremy Hill. And as you say, there's conversations there as well about some of the things that are going on, not only in Wichita, but statewide and across the country. I'd like to look at some of the other things you've studied and found out about the Wichita and Kansas economy first. School teachers, you guys studied school teachers. What'd you find out there? Well, I was a little surprised by this. We looked at the growth in employment in the public sector of school teachers and the private sector. So those going to, you know, independent schools. And I'm surprised that over the last decade, it's the private sector that really has gotten larger since 2010 than our public sector, which we'll just say essentially flat over the last uh, decade. Uh, so there's been growth there. On the wage side, you know, we looked over time and, and noticed a similar trend that is in the Kansas economy and Wichita, where wages at the national level kept picking up, but wages here remained low uh, and we have fallen back. So it's not that uh, school teachers are being, you know, hurt. That's not the same way as something going in the economy. It's just overall weaknesses. And that means the growth in that wage has remained pretty flat. And, and it's, it could be difficult for a lot of people in the Kansas economy because of that. Did you find an average wage for, uh, for Kansas teachers? Yeah. So this, uh, you know, averages are a problem because, you know, there's obviously variations in this. But when you look right. at the, the data from um, the federal government, it has the national or the state average around a little over thirty five thousand. Thirty five thousand five hundred dollars is um, the average wage for teachers in Kansas based on this. You took a look recently also at household income in Kansas, homes with household income over two hundred thousand. There was obviously a, a trigger for that. Talk about why you wanted to take a look at that number. So uh, with the recent policy at the federal level, looking at what ha might happen with high income households, uh, the question was really, what would be the burden of some of that new policy? Now, really, the highest range that we have from the census data is 200,000, which doesn't really come into play very much. It gets up to the 400,000 and and greater when you really get to the triggers for the recent policy pr proposals. Uh, but when you look at that 200,000 household, the share of people here in, in Wichita and Kansas, either the share has increased since 2010, but it's still much less than the nation. Matter of fact, the nation had grown a lot faster in that, the share of households in that higher income category than we have here. Any surprises there? Well, just, um, the growth at the national level continued continued at a faster pace than we did here locally. Um, we've we've got some great um, companies and headquarters. Uh, it's just we haven't seen that growth. Now, I mean, when you say I want to put one hesitancy over this last decade, we also lost a lot of aerospace engineers, which really weakens our ability to have the high income earners. We've been hearing for a while that the availability and Cost of building materials have been issues. It's another area the center has looked at. What did you find? And I know there was some, a fair amount of discussion on this topic as well. Yeah, we, we've actually had some business 
people come to us saying what was going on in lumber. So we looked up lumber prices and at the national level, yes, lumber prices have really skyrocketed. Uh, the issue is really demand and somewhat capacity, but it's really the demand side. There's just so much demand in housing that it's been driving up prices. Uh, there's some supply chain, supply chain constraints. Um, so that's at the national level. Now, I don't have data here completely regionally, but you can see when I, you're, when I talk to some of the business locally, there's even more of a price increase than we see nationally because we're not close to Canada or the Southeast US. So we have a little bit issue of getting, because of proximity, getting the goods here to help fill the demand of housing that we have. Um, so that's gonna make your prices a little bit more expensive and that might cool down the market a little bit in um, the next few months. And of course, we've seen what the housing market's been doing over the last couple of years. There are some, uh, some areas of the market that a lot of times a house will go on the market and, and uh, really only be there a day and they're all of a sudden gone. Uh, what do you see in real estate? And it sounds like construction is probably down a little bit too. Well, so if you look at the long run of our, the value of homes, it the prices here of a value of home is really cheap compared to the nation and even compared to some of our surrounding states and metro areas. Right. So honestly, some of this pressure that we've had that actually bringing the prices up could be a very healthy thing in the long run because it's made it difficult not to build the high income home. It's made it difficult to build the, the middle income and lower income home. So some of this pressure could actually have some other longer term benefits that we might see down the road. You know. We won't, I won't go much further than that because Stan Longhoffer from the Center for Real Estate does a lot more detail than, than we would ever get into and would give better analysis of that market. We'll see if we can get Stan on here in the next few weeks to talk about that. That's certainly something that's uh, interesting to a lot of people, uh, not only because they work in the industry, but also because they're out there maybe looking to sell or buy a home. So uh, supplier issues. We talked about the supply, obviously, of building materials, but general supplier issues, supply chain impacting a lot of businesses in Wichita and the state of Kansas. What'd you uncover there? There's a great survey that's been implemented because of COVID. So we look at businesses saying issues with domestic supply problems and foreign supply problems. And Kansas, it's been up and down, but Kansas has a higher percent of businesses saying that they're dealing with issues both domestically and foreign. It's more domestic than foreign, but both of them are issues relative to the US. Um, some of the supply chain issues, I mean, we could push back and talk about what happened with uh, the shipping containment and how it got trapped, but um, it really is more detailed issues because of COVID and people holding not holding enough inventory to get goods here. And because of that, Manufacturers are struggling to keep production and get their goods out. Now, it doesn't just go to the business side. Some of those delays have been impacting what you and I would feel every day on the retail side. You might go to the store and notice that there are segments of shelves that are empty because there's a lot of retail um, delays right now. So you might go and see a whole bunch. You might see a whole little, a little. And it's not that there's a run like it was last year. It's just... There's so it's a difficulty to get caught up and to find different dis, uh, distributors for a good. We've been looking for a certain food that we're, we love. And so we couldn't find it on the shelves, couldn't find it. 
finally called the company and they said, it's a supply chain issue. We haven't been able to get our product to market like we used to. So that's an issue. And you're right. It, it's hitting right at our dinner table. That's for sure. Uh, another area that uh, the CEDBR took a look at, connectivity, internet, and cell phone. Some pretty interesting results there, I thought, Jeremy. Yeah, I, I, talking about the most interesting, we're now looking at uh, not only Kansas, U.S., and Wichita, we now have more ownership in smartphones than we do have desktops and laptops, right? So we are connected, but we're more connected on the smartphones. And you've heard that conversation going, but it is pretty stark how much different it is now of how connected we are and how much we own. Not only we own more on the smartphones, but if you look at Wichita, which was unique, we had a higher cellular data plans here than the nation or Kansas. So we not only have more smartphones, but we're highly connected using our smartphones, obviously to get around, play and communicate, uh, which um, definitely keeps us connected a little bit more than the nation when we went through COVID and lockdown, uh, but uh, it's, it's an interesting trend. Are we seeing improvement in broadband uh, here and maybe around the state, especially in rural areas? Yeah, so, um, you know, there's a lot of discussion when I go around the state talking about access to broadband, what's the importance of improving it, and it's going to definitely be important as a competitive factor, not only during COVID, but post-COVID, you know, that will continue to be a factor. When I looked at just the accessibility, number of households that have broadband, I was surprised that rural areas actually had a higher rate in Kansas than the nation in rural areas. Um, so we have just access that doesn't really talk about quality or some of the other technical issues of some of the broadband. Uh, I imagine and uh, that some people across the state, if they heard this, will say, but it's we're still going too slow for right. it to be of, of value. And, and the idea of broadband is kind of going, you know, there's so much faster speeds now that we're, we need to change some of the language that we talk about, this, the capacity and speed that is available. So they're all being connected. It may be slow, but they at least are being connected at a greater rate of many of the areas around the country. Uh, another area, of course, we've, we've talked about social justice and that discussion really got hot in 2020. You also took a look uh, at, at racial diversity. Uh, can you share some of those numbers with us? So, uh, you know, one of the things I, I remember when I first got here in 2009 that I said, you know, Wichita looks just like the nation as an average. And, and in some cases we do, we have some uh, spread in diversity. Overall, when you just look at just the majority population, white and all other races, um, Wichita is less than the nation, not by a lot, but we're still less than the nation. We're a lot more diverse than Kansas. Kansas is not very diverse at all. But when you break that diversity up, there's some interesting perspectives and some things that have changed over the last few years. Uh, when you look at the share of our population that are in a specific race like black or Asian, those have kind of declined and then we've seen more of an increase in more than one race. Most of that is because of people's self-perceptions. They want to have their self-identity. So in previous years, when they would do the census, they said, I was, and they would select one race. And now we're selecting more, more than one race. So when you look at the shakeup, Wichita actually is much larger as a share with identification of more than one race compared to Kansas or the U.S. How can the Wichita business community interact with 
the center, Jeremy. Uh, you talked about uh, there were some business people who wanted to take a look at a certain area. Uh, is that okay to call you guys and say, hey, would you look into something for me? Yes. So it's not just businesses, but, you know, just citizens might have questions that might impact policy or decisions that might be going on or just need to be, have awareness. So we'll have phone calls that can do that. But I will say we have tons of resources on our two websites. Uh, that would be a great resource. And as you already plugged the LinkedIn account, we're trying to push information out as well. So they're welcome to call us. They're welcome to go to our websites. One of them, by the way, has data that automatically gets updated within a few minutes and seconds when they're released at the national level. So give us those two websites. Our main one, which we produce some of our research, is cedbr.org. And the other one, which is just data-driven, is kansaseconomy.org. Uh, and the Kansas economy, if you're, you can download the data, you can click and it makes graphs for you. And we have some overall indicators. So if you just want or just are curious about how the economy is moving forward, that would be a good source to get some quick snapshots or even to download and, and make your own charts with. It's a great resource for people around Wichita and Kansas. Uh, it's the Center for Economic Development and Business Research. Jeremy Hill is the director. Thanks again, Jeremy, for joining us. We appreciate it. Lots of great information. Thank you. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 206. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you once again for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept, well, that turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.